0: Hello, friends. This is your friend, Kent C. Dodds, and I'm joined by my friend, Courtney McLeave. Say hi, Courtney. Hello. So Courtney and I, I actually don't remember when we first met. It was a while ago, but she's uh, a local here in Utah with me. Um, and uh, yeah, we actually were just at Utah JS um, in September and um, we were both speaking there. And actually, that wasn't where I, it was at React Rally where we ran into each other and I invited you to be on the show. Uh, and then we ran into each other again at Utah JS a little later. But um, yeah, I'm excited to chat with you about um, some things that you feel really strongly about. I, I feel uh, strongly about them as well. But before we jump into that, Courtney, could you introduce yourself uh, to our friends here?
1: Sure so my name is courtney mcleave and i'm a co-organizer for Deaf deaths with disabilities um the salt lake city chapter we also have a chapter in san francisco uh, led by johnny bell um so i'm really passionate about making um information more accessible to people and tailoring content to wide audiences so that's awesome me excited <laughs> Thanks for having me here.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming. So is there any particular reason that you're so passionate about that? Do you have a disability yourself? Uh, is there uh, like a family member? What, what made you get so interested in, in and involved in devs with disabilities?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that I have a disability, but I think that I've known people that have like learning disabilities and or just come from backgrounds that make it hard for them to learn. So I'm really advocating to making content more accessible for everybody. And I think if like the internet is just one of those resources that we have available to us, and it's amazing at what it does. However, there's a lot of content that isn't super curated and isn't um, in a format that makes it digestible. So I'd like to make... I like to make the web like more organized and cleaner and so I I just have like this maybe it's like an OCD thing Hmm. but I would love to make the web like abide by standards so it's consumable for a lot of people and also it cultivates a place that allow that like allow and seeds good information to people if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: (laughs) that does make sense um So you're really interested in making um, not only the web accessible from like the way we typically think of accessibility for people with disabilities need screen readers and assistive technologies, but also uh, for people with maybe mental disabilities or or difficulty learning. uh, And so making the content that's on the web more um, inviting and friendly to uh, people who are uh, maybe new to the space or uh, even if they are experienced, um, maybe new to the the particular concept um, and uh, or or just struggle with learning in general. Is that, sum that up?
1: Yeah, I think you did a really good job summing it up. I think it's like my, my objectives are widespread in that I'd love to see information tailored. I'd love to see it organized and free-flowing, but uh, let the bad ideas sink to the bottom and the good ideas just it keeps flowing to the at the top. Mm.
0: So, I, yeah. So, in your mind, what what's the I, I don't think that you'd get any argument from from anybody um, against that idea. I mm-hmm. think it's a it's mm-hmm. a wonderful idea. So, what what in your mind would um, be the most effective way uh, to accomplish that? Uh, I mean, one of the beauties of the web is that um, there's no regulatory body really. Um, on what goes on on the web and what doesn't, um, at least in this regard. And so, um, like, what do you see is, is a good way for people to, um, yeah, for that to kind of happen?
1: That's a great question, Kent. So basically you're asking, what's the first step to making information more friendly or more more available for people? with With disabilities, like learning or anything, or anything underneath that umbrella. I think one way and it's and it's like a precursor is to um, is to really start with empathizing with what it's like to have those types of um, handicaps. Hmm. So that means like learning about the people that don't pick things up super quickly, or have or have a hard time using regular keyboards or mice. And think about what it's like to be in their shoes and how can we help make the Internet a friendlier place for people that are more that need more content and less animations or flashiness or people that, you know, could have seizures or with, due to those types of things. Mm. Um, and so I'd really I'd really like to impress upon people to learn about the problem before we just dive into a solution just as a precursor. So. And it's something that, like, I don't have the answers for myself, but it's something that I'm actively trying to learn and understand myself. Um, as I said before, I don't believe I have any disabilities, but I would love to know about what it's like having disabilities and using our today's modern age Internet and what it's like for them. And if it's up to snuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You want to make sure that it's a a positive experience for, uh, for everyone because, you know, uh, people who have disabilities didn't bring those disabilities upon themselves. Um, and, and so, um, it's the least that we can do to make their, uh, to put some effort into making their experiences as, um, you know, positive as possible. Uh, so like where, where does this, um, empathy come from? Like, I, I know that, Lots of people, um, like I, I can think of a couple people off the top of my head who are very into accessibility, uh, and most of them have some sort of relationship to people uh, who are using assistive assistive technologies. Like they have a friend who's blind, or they have uh, a friend who um, is missing a limb, or well, you know the various uh, disabilities that that people do have. Does it take somebody um, like actually knowing someone or, or being personally impacted by a disability to start caring about this stuff? Or is there some way that you can develop this empathy um, for yourself?
1: I believe, um, and this sounds crude, but I believe it does take knowing somebody that has been impacted at, at the least. And I think that's something that I'd really like to see change. Um, and it's something that like I'm not excluded from where I needed, I um, I needed somebody with a disability to tell me like it's, this is a problem. And we, we should consider trying to solving, to solving it. Um, so I, I think it's true, like you need, it's important to know somebody with that. And so in order to in order to make the web friendlier, because the internet is this powerful tool that has all this free flowing information. And there's like statistic for here locally in Utah, that like one in 10 Utahns are, have like some type of affliction with like a disability, or maybe it's like one in four, and I can Mm -hmm. post a stat on that. But it was on the Utah.gov site where it's one in four people are affected. And it's a dramatic number. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to see um, how can we make how can we make it better like we've got something good but doesn't mean it can't be better so um, but we want to solve it the right way. so I encourage that type of empathy um, first as um, I don't know the answers and it's something that I'm still trying to explore and it's uncharted territory and I ask that people join me in this uh, effort to to foster a A corner of the internet to help blossom these ideas to see what we can do and help with assistive technologies there are some assistive technologies that are expensive and require payment and it would be really cool to see some open source projects like bloom from there Hmm. so
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense i i i like the idea of getting to know people personally um and and understanding the struggles that they go through um one thing that i'm nervous about is that uh, these people who are um, experiencing these um, these disabilities if we somehow expect them to teach us um, what their problems are like uh, that's emotional labor that they have to go through and they've probably been through a lot like uh, they certainly have been through a lot already Uh, and so it it's not totally fair for us to expect them to just like you know, teach us what, um, you know, what's so hard about your life right now. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know, fill, fill in the the gaps that are in my brain. Um, Mm -hmm. Are are there resources that we can uh, look to so that we can get, you know, lots of those basic and common questions answered um, and then just develop normal friendships with these people to develop that empathy um, and that, that um, inherent desire to make their lives better.
1: Oh, that's a lot question. I think that they're that um, but I, I, I think the most impactful way of understanding someone's life is to actually hear from their experiences if they're willing to share, and not forcefully tell them to share. But you know, like consensually come to a meetup and share their stories if they're willing.
0: Mm. Um,
1: so that way we may better understand uh, them at a friendly, like personal level. They're not presenting; they're just. It's like having a one-off conversation and just practicing empathetic listening skills so i i encourage it like it is gonna i encourage that um i will impress that it's not easy and it's not and it's not not sensitive it's very sensitive (laughs) Mm.
0: yeah so yeah um yeah perhaps if if you build like an actual friendship with these people then um there can um, be a little bit more of that, like you just kind of naturally learn um, what uh, you know about their story. And I know that there have been uh, lots of people who uh, do have disabilities and have given talks at conferences who talk about their story. And I, I would encourage people to go uh, Google around and and uh, find um, those kinds of uh, those kinds of talks to get an understanding of what it's like. Um, And another thing that I've seen people do uh, sometimes, and and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, is um, try to use the assistive technologies that people use on your website. Um, And so like, for example, try to uh, just use the keyboard, don't use the mouse, some people can't use a mouse, or um, maybe do the opposite. Some people can only use like one finger uh, because they only have one finger or something, whatever it is, but uh, try to uh, Mm -hmm, limit mm -hmm. yourself intentionally so you can um develop like start to realize oh wow this is um this is a lot harder do you have any thoughts on that
1: yeah i would also say play with like there's extensions on every browser to help simulate colorblindness so you may check out the contrast in terms in your content for those who are sightseeing um i think so that's one thing um and yeah practicing like high contrast content you know for those people that are colorblind there's all sorts there's not just one single um like one single version or of colorblindness there's many different mm-hmm. versions so um and there's extensions that simulate all of them so that's just in addition to what you said just uh trying out keyboards with like you know with just a tab um or maybe even using like voice commands if something like that type of control behavior isn't available to you mm. i think it would be very um, very frightening to see like how <laughs> <laughs> how compatible applications are with, with that type of stuff so
0: yeah so what would you say are are some some reasons why this matters so much like for example um, there, there are companies that don't seem to care, like Domino's is going through some big thing right now where um, they decided they just don't want their website to be accessible and they're getting sued and they're uh, fighting back on that um, rather than just making their site accessible. I, I talked with somebody the other day who uh, works at a company and, and um, so I built this library called Testing Library, there's a React port for it and everything, um, that allows you to... Um, build uh, or, or write tests that rely on accessibility features. Uh, and this person wanted to use the library, but um, he he's just a QA automation engineer. He doesn't actually um, uh, write the code. and so he has to tell the um, people, hey, you need to make your stuff accessible so I can use this library. And they just didn't care. Uh, they were like, no, we're not gonna like uh, um, associate that label to that um, that form element like who, who cares? And he told them, you know, this is, uh, you know, it makes it inaccessible for people. Like some people can't um, use our app because of some of these features aren't aren't implemented and they just don't care. Um, why do you think that it's so important for us to make things accessible for people um, when, you know, frankly, it is more work?
1: Mm-hmm. That is, like, that's the question of everyone will face one time or another in their developing, development or engineering career is why put in more work to make it work uh, for people, for edge case people. Mm. And, I, and I think that is, um, that, is like, that is a part of the problem. That's a big problem because everyone's a, everyone's a person. Everyone, um, like the internet is a powerful tool. If we have good content that's worth spreading, like good ideas, then it should be, sp- like everyone should be able to like agree with that things like we have this form of thinking where it's, it is more work. Um, Like something like with Domino's, people will say, just use the phone. You don't have to Mm -hmm. go through the app. There's all these other channels. And, you know, people tend to, and they'll say like, oh, well, people tend to order pizzas off the phone. Anyway, let's just go back to that. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's, um, we have great technologies and it is available to us. It does take more time, but I think it really shows compassion and, and love in the content we're delivering and as a company, and as, as a people. So I think it's, it's a noble effort and I think it's also, it's, yeah, the internet is a powerful tool. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, yeah. I don't know yeah. if i answer
0: that well enough no I, I think that was a great answer um it's you know and, and another thing that i would add to what you said is that the um th- the fact of the matter is that we've got um uh, people who who actually need this uh, additional assistance to be able to use these uh, cool technologies whatever um but like you were talking about earlier about how information should also be accessible and um, one thing that occurred to me as you were saying that is if we can improve the way we present the information, make it more accessible, uh, you know, use words and, and phrases that are more uh, inclusive and that kind of thing. It actually improves the experience for everybody, not just those who have learning disabilities or, um, you know, and, and if dominoes fix their um, their website it improves the experience for everybody, not just those who are using a screen reader or um, whatever. Like. Ha- You know, I I'm a a dad. I've got babies, and there have been times I had to hold the baby and use my phone. Um, and like I'm I'm limited, or use my my keyboard. Um, and I I'm limited in that, or like you break your arm and now you can only, or you break a finger or something.
1: Yeah, we use accessible technologies all the time. Like I know when I'm going into the grocery store and I have my hands full, where I'm trying to leave. Like I click on the wheelchair button, so that way the door is open, and because like it's it's there for me so we use those things all the time to help us when we like we use it all the time like we're not just helping them we're helping ourselves as well in in that regard i think is your point it's like it's not Mm -hmm. it's like it's enabling a lot more like versatile use of things like oh and that's that's another point is like it teaches it it teaches us that there's more than one way of doing things and that's perfectly acceptable Mm -hmm. and i really like that and i really would like to hone in on that idea for a second, because we, we think of things as, we start to label things as weird um, really easily or not normal if they don't do it like this certain way, mm. or if it takes us longer to like solve like a math problem, we don't do it the exact way that the teacher tells us, or it's, it's accepting the belief that it's okay to have more, it's fine to have more than one way to solve a problem. Uh, mm. And you don't have to go down the standard channel um, so I think, yeah, making information more accessible, making, you know, physical like devices, mediums more accessible or, and like flexible to use is, is like, it's pretty cool. It's thinking outside the box in a way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, uh, just because this person doesn't have, um, a hand, you know, or, or just because they don't have two hands or something doesn't mean that they are any less capable of making the world a better place. And so by enabling that person, um, to do their job better, that we're, um, enabling them to, uh, make the world a better place. Um, and you know, I, you think of Beethoven who was blind and deaf and, and, you know, created some of the greatest music of all time. Um, and, uh, um, I know, I'm sure that like, I mean, he had to do a lot of really crazy things so that he was able to do that. Um, but, uh, we there could be a beethoven of programming um who is unable to learn um i don't know uh to learn javascript because the content online is not accessible to them or you know a a beethoven of baking and they aren't able to uh, learn how to make a domino's pizza because their website's broken or whatever (laughs) um you know so like we're um we're our negligence is limiting the capabilities and of, of people uh, to make the world a better place, which is a real shame.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. so
0: we're kind of coming down on our time here, but uh, we definitely have some time to talk about Devs with Disabilities. Can you tell me a little bit more about that effort and what your involvement is and uh, why you're so into it?
1: So we're just starting off and it's, it's a Salt Lake City chapter for Devs with Disabilities. And um, we just saw that. Um, we needed more people involved in that type of community, uh, in terms of like making of helping, of helping people who have disabilities get into development. It's already hard enough to get into development already just due to the information. So it's, it's more or less like being, being like, like creating a support system for people wanting to get into development with disabilities and using the community around to, to assist those people. Kind of like a big brother, big sister kind of way, I suppose. Um, it's just someone like to offer mentorship. Uh, but this is also, it's, it's really initiative about the community first. So we're trying to, in order to solve a problem, we need to know about the, pe- we need to know, understand the problem. So it's empathizing with those, with those people, spreading the word that it's, it takes showing up to really, um, to really understand the problem and not just hearing about it. Um, Saying, like, all these people, one in four Utahns are affected. It's, no, it has, it does take, um, I think it does, it's kind of, it's a little primitive, but it does take showing up and listening to these people and hearing them speak. Um, So that's, that's, like, what this community is about, is offering that opportunity, fostering that community, the mentorship, and then um, learning about cool tech while doing so. So that's, that's that
0: yeah cool so is is this something that was started by johnny bell or is this um and and like you met him at react rally and, and decided to start something or how did that all come about
1: yeah it actually did start at react rally um and it was a it was a positive experience for me i um yeah, we we just uh hit it off we talked about um this thing called the tap it's a wearable keyboard, and so I was taking notes on it with just a single hand um, and typing on my phone. So I, um, I'm i just not a fan of texting or swiping, <laughs> it's never right. It, it's never right. So I needed something that's more bulletproof that I could get. So I found the tap, and the tap is pretty good. Um, I'm still learning, like, some of the accuracy, like, the little um, tidbits that, like, just, like, learning the device, having it on your hand. But Johnny Bell is different because he... He's missing his hand, uh, an uh, arm. So I showed him this technology and he was really impressed with it. He's waiting for version two to come out, but it's something that I think could really change his life because it also, is built, it also has built in a mouse. And so hmm. he could actually do combinations with a single hand. And so I, I just think it's really cool. And remember, we were talking about before, where we were like, assistive technology helps everyone. For me, it helps me text. <laughs> I hate <laughs> texting, <laughs> um, so it, I, I use that a lot. So, mm. um, so we, yeah. So going back to the original question, he and I we we hit it off, and he wanted he he says that there's people in Salt Lake that's really wanting to get a community started for accessibility assistive technologies and um, so he needed somebody here, so i was I was happy to do so he was he's a really great person and he's fun to work with and he's, he's got some interesting ideas so um it's been a really good experience I can't talk enough about it It just makes me think like um, because people are born with these types of um you know afflictions doesn't mean that they should you know be punished for uh using internet or being un, like restricted from gaming it's mm. how can we what can we do and like can we create cool technologies that will actually help us be better performing individuals as well
0: mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> yeah oh, i i think that's wonderful and i i applaud you for um working on that and and uh raising our attention to it um so for people to um in, increase their Um, empathy for you know those with disabilities and and um, make the web a more accessible place whether that be um, you know helping with assistive technologies or um, helping people with uh, learning disabilities or what have you Um, we can Courtney and I came up with this homework for you so the homework is uh, we'd like to invite you to attend an event like a meetup if if you are in uh the area near a devs with dif- disabilities that'd be a great meetup to attend um or any any other meetup um where you're a little bit outside of your comfort zone where you can empathize with uh or or learn more about people that aren't like you um that uh um are different from you are or if, if you just are going to your regular meetup uh, go to talk to people that you don't typically talk with um and and get to know their story a little bit and um i I can tell you that doing this will uh, not only make you more empathetic and and understanding of other people, but it also, I think bring you more satisfaction in life uh, because really like um, happiness, a lot of happiness comes from the relationships that we have with other people. And if we are limiting ourselves to only those people who are like us, then we're limiting our worldview uh, and it's not fair to us and it uh, it limits the amount of good that we can do in the world. So, um, go ahead and attend an event um, and uh, meet up with people that are not like you, and I think that you'll be better for it. Uh, do you have anything to add on that, Courtney?
1: I think that was very. That's a good way of summing it up. So I like it. <laughs> <Great>. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, Courtney, uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if it, if they'd like to after they listen to this?
1: Uh, we have a website. It's dwd.io, so devs with disabilities.io. Okay. Contacting, uh, reaching out there will get you in in touch with me and um, Johnny. So it's the best way.
0: Awesome. Uh, I just checked, and it looks like it's dwd.dev. Oh um, yes, yep. dwd.dev. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, yeah, that's great. I'll have that in the show notes for people to go check out. Um, it looks really cool really awesome font <laughs> but uh yeah that's wonderful uh thank you for for doing that work i uh, think that's just wonderful um and i look forward to seeing where this goes so yeah if anybody wants to get involved then uh, there it looks like you've got uh, twitter and you've got slack and meetup and and github and all of that so yep
1: that's right Check your local meetup sites. See if there's a d- uh does with disabilities near you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Very good. Well, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on before we wrap up?
1: Um, well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Ken, I think you really, I think I really liked what you said before that it, it does bring satisfaction between to you and your life with like, um, with the relationships that you have with people. So, um, learning about people like if you're just if you're just within your own like circle of friends and you're not reaching out it's um it's i don't know how you put it like the the relationship with like you're not i don't know i i can't really put it as well as you did (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, we nobody wants to limit themselves and uh and sometimes we unconsciously limit ourselves um i think so uh, thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting with us about this. I, I hope that people take the opportunity to um, expand their uh, social horizons and, um, and make the world a, a more inclusive and capable place.
1: Yeah, I agree. Thanks, okay. Kent. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you, Courtney. Goodbye, everyone.